Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Um, yeah, so we're kind of doing a little bit of a recap of my trip I took a couple weeks ago. Um, and this was the second stop that I uh, made in uh, my journey out east to, to moped, moped Utopia or <laughs> whatever. Um, I was lucky enough to have some very gracious guests. Um, and I'm going to let one of them introduce themselves. The other one has already been on the podcast. So this is kind of a unique deal for a uh, first for us Two independent. Uh, I'm trying to be witty, but why don't you introduce yourself? Fine, sir. Hey, um, I am Charlie Maynard. I am a buzzard from South Carolina and, um, I, I, I play with mopeds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. And you do very well at it. Um, just, you know, and everybody's probably pretty used to the format by now, but I feel like I always need to reintroduce the format. Um, this is just a moped story, you know, what happened, yep. what it was like, and what it's like today. So, Charlie, do you want to tell us the very first time you can remember seeing a moped? Oh, yeah, that's easy. Um, a buddy of mine, uh, Rich, one of my skateboard friends, had a, uh, a kinetic Magnum mm -hmm. TFR, and... Um, that was it he we, he would ride it up to skate spots um he was like uh i think early early on he like as a as a child he was into like kids like pw80 dirt bike racing or something like that but he kind of like got out of it mm -hmm. and his dad had it around as a pit bike but um i remember it always smelled like grapes there was an additive in the gas tank his dad would always mix an additive in and it would smell like grapes yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah we would uh we would ride that thing sometimes two even three up with like a skate rail on our shoulders oh wow uh, dude around That's awesome. town it was probably like 14 <laughs> 14 or 15 awesome. but yes yeah, uh, the first moped i've ever seen and that's awesome like that's just maybe i'm still very ignorant to moped land and especially in minnesota like you see a few people but it seems like the old school moped guys were all skaters at one point and i find that really interesting um, um yeah i guess maybe uh it, 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 that is uh they they cross they cross paths often like matt like rafter mm -hmm. uh just a ton of this yeah a ton of them pat norris uh skateboarder uh before uh mike beery there's a ton of them that are you know skaters i yeah. was never very good but i did it a lot yeah i know there's a few guys actually one guy um in minneapolis I'm blank. You know me and names. I'm blanking on him. I'm gonna go to his shop. He actually has a, what's essentially like a downhill racing skateboard shop, and wow. it's yeah. I'll I'll send you all the info afterwards, and I'm gonna apologize and I'll get your all your great information, fella, for next week's podcast. So I don't sound like a total non-person who doesn't research anything. Um, <laughs> So that's your first time seeing a moped. What's the very first time you are, you know, seeing, riding, whatever? What's the very first moped you owned, Mr. Charlie? Oh, the moped that I owned, uh, it was a Gorelli Supersport XL. I found it on Craigslist. Um, yeah, I think that was the very first actual moped that I'd ever ridden. Um, it was kind of you would think that's like a cool you're like oh that's a cool bike to start out with but it was a complete 
hunk of crap. I had never even worked on an engine before, so I had no clue uh, what was going on with it. The, um, you know, unbeknownst to me at the time, uh, the rubber clutch was swollen and it would never disengage. Mm. So I could get it starting as long as I never stopped. <laughs> if you stopped, it was going to choke out and you'd have to start all over again. But um, I rode it like that 20 miles an hour for a long time. I mean, I would never even get in anyone's car. If yeah. I, we were, if a group was going anywhere, I was riding my bike there and it would be like four or five of my friends in a truck behind me. <laughs> and I was just, I wouldn't, I insisted on riding it everywhere. That's so rad. Um, I know a lot of us, and I can say for myself included, we all start out on a stock bike and how happy they made us. And sometimes I wish I could, you know, put the cork back in the jug and almost enjoy those stockers a little more. Um, I, I think, I think that I can enjoy the stockers. Like I, I can in, mm-hmm. in like a really novel sense of enjoying a uh, moped, but dude, I'm, I, I'll be honest. I'm very jaded when it comes to going below 30 miles an hour, mm-hmm. like anything below 45 <laughs> on a ride around town just makes my insides bleed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to see that micro car go over 45. <laughs> oh, it will. I'm gonna, uh, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna flat read swap it so <laughs> um so you got that Gorelli. Um you don't when when's the first like mod you're really starting to doodle that thing or did you even mod that bike? I mean oh yeah. I when did. did when did you learn that it was the clutch is not um disengaging as was your issue? Like what I'm just kind of wondering what's your progression into the mechanical knowledge? Um extremely slow uh so with that the i think the first mod i did was uh, i put a peace sign on the headlight a sticker on the headlight um because i i'd saw i'd found moped army um and what year was this charlie do you know mm, um oh i mean it's like oh i could be wrong but i want to like i want to say oh nine oh eight oh nine yeah so like i'm not like super like old head in the scene or anything but yeah i think this is like oh eight mm-hmm. um oh nine yeah summer of oh eight maybe i'm not sure but um yeah i did the the i i I'd found moped army um and i saw that every there were gangs and there were clubs and all the cool clubs had a sticker on their headlights so okay I had to find a sticker to put on my headlight. Nice, nice. I think I also, uh, it was a quill stem. Uh, so I switched it out for like a BMX uh, stem that was laying around a buddy's house. And I put some like mountain bike bar, like low rise bars on it upside down. Awesome. And of course you that, that was uh, the extent of the modifications I did to that. I ended up selling it to uh, a swoop at the time, before there were the swoops, um, Mark, mm-hmm. Sweat Mark Tway um, okay. came down and, and bought it from me. And um, now, how did that line up? Did you put it for sale on Mo? Did Moped on, Army have a for sale site at that point, or how did that connection happen? That's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Moped Army had buy sell back then. Okay, I think it was on like the first iteration of Moped Army before they up, updated it, or maybe it was like a a second, but it was like the first time. I mean, I think it was like the first iteration of Moped Army. But yeah, there was buy sell. Okay. And um, uh, so 
the reason I put it up for sale is the more I learned about Gorelli, like just do reading all the, you know, repair form, reading mm-hmm. anything in repair form or just reading a performance about them. I heard more like discouraging things than I heard encouraging things. And I know Stefan, uh, Stefan Buzzard right now is kicking himself because he loves Corellis for some damn reason. But, um, and I, and I saw that it was a top tank and I, and I just, my brain started clicking. I was like, maybe I can get rid of this for a little bit of money and get like a, you know, something more accessible with a more part, uh, like go fast parts, uh, yeah. like a Tomos or a Pook. And yeah. I got rid of it and I actually ended up just like paying rent or something with the money and I didn't have a moped for a while. Uh-huh. I wrote a, I wrote a, a TGB 101S scooter around for a while, which was actually also two stroke, but yeah, um, I ended up flipping that scooter and buying a Swinger one. That was, Ooh, that's a good, yeah. that's a good progression from the Gorelli to the <laughs> Swinger. Yeah. I, no, like I, got l- I got lucky early on actually, but um, yeah, I got a bone stock uh, Swinger one untampered with from not even a moped person on it's just a rando on craigslist awesome uh i think 400 bucks and um i went and got that and that was the actual bike i learned mechanically on okay um it, at what point now you're you bought up you got a decent bike something you can kind of tune and tweak a little bit more when are you living in the town you're in now or where are you Uh, at in the world at this point i'm in the the armpit of the world but i sumter south carolina okay Um, yeah that's kind of where we came out of at this point honestly at this point in my life i don't know if i'd ever even uh left the state yeah i'm pretty sure i'd never left the state before um I, i was small town bumpkin man really rarely every rarely even left Sumter like probably had only been to where I live now which was 45 minutes away like four times in my whole life you know yeah that's kind of uh hey dude I'm a small town kid and I know quite a few people still like that and there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle if that's what makes you happy Um, don't make me happy well you you know me I I get an itching and I gotta go so um so what at this point, are you? Is there certain? Is there any type of moped scene happening? In not at all. Not okay. even close. If anything, there was a scene that there was a there was a scene anti moped. <laughs> I was gonna say, was there a crowd ready to beat you up because of it? Uh, like that? that s- damn sort kid? of. I think I I think with the Gorelli, I had caused more spite for mopeds than I did, uh, like in excitement. Because mm-hmm. I would just, I insisted on riding an 18 to 20 mile an hour bike everywhere. And they yeah. had to follow me. And I think they spited mopeds more than, than they liked them. <laughs> so I had like a, I had a group of friends at the time that were just like very not, very anti, not anti, but Annoyed. they did not <laughs> see it as, as anything they would like to take part in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so riddle me this when was the first time you actually rode with more than you like when was the first like what what's what's the origins of a little bit of a scene in sumter is my question uh, it's sumter by the sumter way. i'm sorry yeah I, I heard you guys pronouncing it sumter on um <laughs> on the moped monday podcast that's probably my fault my damn yankee ass doesn't know how to 
read no, it, sophisticated southern words it's all good uh, most that's the first time i've ever heard sumpter but it's i often hear sumpter where they they, they spell it with a p sumpter oh, okay. but it's sumpter anyway who cares no um, dude, it's your it's your state your town take take some pride <laughs> but um um okay no i remember vividly the first time I, so a buddy of mine one of my super close friends at the time um like inseparable we spent every day together uh mm-hmm. a buddy of mine his name's josh brown but um he randomly showed up with a, a red uh top tank tomos in the back of his truck one day and he had worked he worked for parks and rec basically just cleaning you know the parks and stuff like that mm-hmm. at the time and he was at one of the parks in the hood and came across this pretty clean red tomos and just gave the guy like 20 or 30 bucks for it nice and yeah well that's his story so <laughs> yeah uh but um yeah he just showed up with it and i was ecstatic dude we were so excited I, there's i can send photos um, definitely i can find photos of this exact the same day because um like i said country bumpkins do uh, there's a thread on moped army is like how grom are you or uh, uh it, anyway the i don't know what the name of it was but it was all about like posting photos of you as a grom mm-hmm. and at the time dude i feel like i was the i was the king of the cringe grom like because i remember there's a photo of me and Josh on Moped Army. I posted it. I'm holding a shotgun, and he's holding, uh, I think, an AK-47. And I'm sitting on the Super Sport XL, and he's sitting on the Tomos. And I'm doing an M with my fingers, and he's oh, doing shit. an A with his fingers. Oh, like Moped shit, Army. dude. That, that makes me so happy, Charlie. That makes but, me so but happy. It's, but it's backwards in the photo. Oh, so it's, it says <laughs> That's fucking great, man. I love it. But yeah, so that would, dude, I'm wearing like a build beanie from mm. like uh, Oakley or something like that. Or, um, bless you, dude. That's yeah, so dude. awesome. I love that shit, dude. Clean, clean face, no beard, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that day we rode around on some bone stock ass uh, mopeds and f- for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, dude, I was, I was hooked before dude i'm telling you i'll tell you the exact moment i was hooked i just um okay so let's go back um i think i may have i told a fib so the first well the first moped i got as a moped enthusiast was the super sport xl Mm -hmm. a few years prior to this probably back in 06 Mm -hmm. i got that magnum tfr that we talked about i yeah. got it from my friend had gone off to college we we hadn't known we hadn't probably spoke for five years but i was working at a, a huddle house at the time you know what a huddle house is uh clue me in i want like to a, pretend and it's like a I waffle do. it's like a okay. waffle house anyway oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay yeah so uh, i was working as a cook at one of those places and um my friend's dad came in and we were you know reminiscing and he was like um and i was just hey whatever happened to that that moped we used to ride around and he was like oh i got that in i got it in the shed um i'm actually do you want do you want it i'll i'll i'd like to get it out of the shop and i was like 
I think he kind of like maybe sensed that I was working as a cook at Huddle House and I didn't really have a lot. So mm-hmm. he, um, he he gave it to me. And nice, um, yeah, That's so I, I came got across... my first mopeds. A family member, a person gave me two Honda Hobbits, PA 52s. Oh, well, you, yeah, super lucky. You started yeah. out variated. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like every, I tell that to people and they're like, they what? Yeah. And you. And you I see why you've never touched a poop because you started out in the variated game and you never looked back. So yeah, well, yeah, there's some truth to this. Uh, but um, so so I got, I say all that to say this is because I found Moped Army mm-hmm. um, a few years prior, trying to fix like googling how to fix the bike. I I it, somebody told me you know clean the carburetor you know start off yeah. there. And I went out in the grass, cleaned the card where I dropped the um, float needle, screwed it all up. But um, oh, of course, I found Moped Army through that. And, you know, I started clicking around. And then the, the picture on the front page, at the time, it used to be Moped of the Week. Okay. And you, you, you could, you could like, Simon would update it with a new moped every week, but they don't do it anymore. You but, hear that, Simon? We got to bring back Moped of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> i think simon's about as checked in as he can be at the moment yeah pretty, dude simon does so much work i'm just busting some chops there he yeah they, he's him and all the admins are freaking unbelievable what they do uh um yeah simon's a cool dude uh I'll, people like to give him a hard time but I, no. I i feel like simon does he he does some stuff in the background but, no um, and what i say simon simon i understand is busy and he doesn't for the love of mopeds and i'm not yeah. trying to yeah yeah it's his baby uh, some yeah, people yeah. don't get that but um dude I, I saw that like people had clubs and there was like mm-hmm. gangs and i saw like pictures of big groups of people and then maybe it was like the orphans at the time had a photo like awesome. in the streets of new york and one of them had their bikes pulled up like they were doing a wheelie it dude it was like the craziest thing i'd ever seen and then there was a link to youtube i saw um i don't know what it was a rally a rally video a california one of the california rally videos and i was just like holy hell this has, this has to be what i do i have to figure this out but i ended up seizing that bike awesome. and i had absolute zero or absolutely zero money so do you know why you seized it looking back at it yeah yeah i i screwed around with um i screwed around with the carburetor and I guarantee you that when I put it back on, it just air leaked to hell. Okay. Like the shim or something, I, or I probably didn't. So I, I guarantee it's because when the carburetor, I just I'm, I may have even cracked the intake on the back because the kinetics are Vespas. I could have even tightened it up and cracked the. You know they have shitty pot metal mm-hmm. um, cases, but I, I think I may have. Just if I speculate, when I put the car back on and tightened it up, I had a heavy, heavy hand. I probably cracked the intake and seized it from air leaking. But yeah. um, I it never left me. And a couple years later, when I finally was working um, at a place, I was working for Caterpillar, like the tractor company. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it, I could not get mopeds out of my head. And when I finally found one close to me on Craigslist, which was the Corelli Supersport XL, I bought it. Mm-hmm. and um and i had in my brain that i was going to start a moped club and we were going to become a pet army official and that was in my silly country bumpkin brain the only thing i wanted in life yeah no that's awesome dude that's that's rad as hell 
So when is the first time you actually got started to form a group then? Since you had that dream back then with the Grilly Super Sport, um, and you said you kind of you kind of left some people jaded because that's all you want to do is ride that, and then you ended up selling that, and then get the Pinto, you get the Swinger one, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, when when did when did you get a, like a couple people or even one person to kind of go riding with? When I started going fast, (laughs) let's say relatively fast. Yeah. When I started, so um, it was like Christmas time or in the winter, and I was bored as hell. And I've been riding this stock swinger around with the, excuse me, with a um, Proma exhaust pipe. Okay. And I may not have even upjetted. I don't have no clue, but um. I um, it was winter, so I was like digging through the forums hardcore. I lurked the forums a lot, and uh, I I told myself, all right, I'm gonna port my own cylinder, and um, I was still broke as hell. I was trying to do it with like a chainsaw file, and a a buddy of mine at the time who was just hanging out. I was I had this bike in the den of our house, taken That's apart. Awesome. I had parts on the on the like the dining room table. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sitting there filing out this intake on a one horsepower uh, E50 cylinder. Where it was one of the ones that had the the steel plug hammered into pressed into the intake. Okay. As a res- as a restrictor, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it restricted it down to like eight millimeter. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he was like, "Screw that, dude. Um, let's go to. We're going to Lowe's. I'll get you a Dremel." Oh and shit. Yeah, he bought me a Dremel for Christmas, and I, um, I think through the process of, I, I was just in, I was so stoked on making a tiny change. Like, I would, I was so scared I was gonna, you know, turn the cylinder into an anchor that I would make a, a half a millimeter, change on the exhaust or the intake, and I put it back together, and I go, oh, I felt it, it felt like two miles an hour or something like that. And then I would widen the intake or the, and the exhaust and I'll go, Oh my God, it's so much faster now. It's, mm-hmm. I guarantee it's doing like 34. And I, I would remove the head gasket for more compression. Cause I read that in performance and I was like, Oh, it pulls so much harder now. And, um, I remember, uh, um, ordering a new sprocket. I went, uh, I went up to like a, from a one horsepower. I think it had a, f- 13 tooth i went up to a fifth i ordered a 15 tooth a sprocket and i was like oh it's so much faster and then just me being so stoked on getting it to go a little faster people started to get interested yeah and i finally found a used um cast iron metric kit 65 cc metric kit and got it to go like 45 Mm, and um yeah and then when I, and then I would take it uptown and let a couple friends ride it, and they were. That's when I got some attention. But Tommy, Tommy Barwick, yeah. um, Tommy Buzzard was the first person to join me. He actually bought that red Tomos from uh, my friend Josh Brown. Yeah. And uh, started tinkering with me, and then Calvin came, and then Slice got a bike that went. The guy that bought me the Dremel, and then. Um, uh, there's an early on guy, Doug, uh, that got got a, a bike. And, and 
you think at this point we're riding around with five people, but realistically there was only like maybe one running moped between all of us. <laughs> yeah. Dude, well, I was, was going to say, I, that's, a, that's pretty impressive if you had five and nobody really at the time knew what they are doing. Yeah. So it was just like, I would get a bike running. We would together get like a, another bike running over the last like a day, you know, but, um, uh, I, I remember me and Tommy both had running bikes and we rode up to a bar. One, uh, we rode up to a bar where a friend of mine, John Buzzard, his band was playing and mm-hmm. Shandy Buzzard and Brian Buzzard who were not, you know, there was no club at the time. So they weren't moped people at the time. They were just friends. Um, Shandy and Brian came out in a parking lot and rode our bikes around, or maybe it was John's bike that she rode. I'm not sure, but um, they came out in the bike, the parking lot and Shandy and Brian disappeared on the bikes and came back and they're like, Oh, these are really cool. And literally I'm not even joking. The next day I get a picture from Shandy. She's like, Hey, are these bikes, are these good bikes? It was a, um, it was a green Peugeot and a red Magnum. And I was awesome. like, I was like, yeah, those are, those are sick. Get those. And she goes, yeah, we just bought them. They had driven <laughs> the, they had driven the Florida and, and already bought them. Oh wow! And the I mean, next, the yeah, next day. They're not. You guys aren't terribly far from what part of Florida? Did they, you, what, um, a couple, the, three hours. Yeah, they went to Orlando actually. Oh, God, so no, yeah. it, it's so a, it's a more haul. like, it's more like a couple, three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was like I think it's like eight or ten hour drive. But they went down there, and they they bought Small World. They bought them from Raniel, who's a swoop. Awesome. Um, he used to live in uh, Florida at the time, and it was a part of a club called. He was either I think he was Locklear, but there was a club down there called um, the Food Lions and Locklear, and they were both pretty tight. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah, it, that's just sort of how it happened. People just like knee jerk got into it because you know once I started to make the bikes go a little quicker, they were like this is fun. But when they rode my Gorelli, they were like, not it. <laughs> Right on, right on. I, 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 I honestly remember um, riding through a rich neighborhood on my Gorelli and like a, you know, you know how doctors like to ride road bikes around and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, A doctor smoked me on his road bike. It just come by like trucking and I'm sitting here doing 18 and I know he's just like, I don't know how fast it was going, but he just smoked me on his bicycle. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I had that... That, that's always annoying like i was at a stop sign today and like some guy just went blast him past me and like made a comment and oh dude i got so i got a little i got half hot like i'm like oh oh, oh, oh fuck this and i just i got my daily rider i got that old dialed back in pretty much and like i just bombed him going by like i kind of wanted to freaking just like there's still that spunky kid in me that like wants to kind of start some shit but i just rode past him but oh that that had me half hot um but yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i hear you on that um yeah, yeah. i don't know so, if i got upset about it i was more like i, I was i i would do there was nothing that could make me upset about being on that bike like it was maybe that i'd never i'd never owned my own car at the point at that point in time um it was the only time i'd ever been able to get around town by myself it was like dude you, you couldn't i could go it could have slowed down to 16 and it probably did at some points and I, I i was like i don't care this is the best thing that's ever happened to me 
that's so awesome dude i like looking back at just the purity of riding mopeds and being free on a bike because you know i can i mean i can identify with that just being happy doing 15 to 20 miles an hour on those hobbits like i remember when i can identify with that (laughs) um it's just awesome dude like mopeds are so rad no matter if you're going 15 or 70 whatever (laughs) you did on your derby a couple of three weeks ago um so you're starting to build a scene you guys got you know a collection of bikes kind of happening people are still learning about mopeds like Mm -hmm. when does you had the dream of forming a moped club and becoming and becoming in um moped army official um, yeah um do you want to kind of tell the progression of that you 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 shared a little bit with me um when i spent some time at your house but do you kind of want to talk about the forming and how you kind of came up with the rule like yeah um so you know if i went back and did it again i'll probably knowing what i know now Mm -hmm. uh, it probably wouldn't have happened the same way i would have never done it the same way excuse me but um we kind of we kind of came up I, I say we grew up like in our, in our moped, you know, lives. We kind of came up in a vacuum. Um, mm-hmm. the, we, there was there was absolutely zero. I mean, the closest people to us that were doing anything at the time were in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, Orlando, Florida, and mm-hmm. um, Atlanta. And to people like us, that was that might as well have been you know overseas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because we um, we were really in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So we just, dude, honestly, uh, like our original, I don't know if I told you this or not, but our the original name that I wanted to go with was the Good Old Boys. Yes, you did tell yeah. me that. And I, and I kind of got and, thinking about that. Like, right. Man, and it's dude, not that like. not age the best, but. No, definitely wouldn't have. But um, I mean, that just goes to say like how much. um how far like I've kind of like grown um, just um, through mopeds, honestly, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. in my little country bumpkin brain, that was, there was nothing wrong with that. It was awesome. Like, you know, as like, and everybody had like these really cool names and I wanted to come up with something that was like really striking something. I just really wanted it to be every bit as of as impressive as these other clubs I was really impressed by and that name kind of like jumped out to me and it had the imagery of the south there weren't any real clubs that were really because the white line riders at the time weren't even official um there there was really no one down in the south doing anything and I was like I really wanted our name to indicate that and to me I was like the good old boys the dukes of hazards you know Mm -hmm. uh never meaning never meaning no harm you know uh in just one of the in my brain is like it was a perfect fit but um i I was so ignorant to you know i was ignorant to history even growing up down here Mm -hmm. and um anyway we i wanted this to be the good old boys and calvin was the one that was just like that that's not the move and um I, I was going to put a O one on the headlight, by the way, not a Confederate flag. Okay. But um, I mean, in my even in my head back then, I didn't even see anything wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously obviously do now, but I don't have I don't I don't like 
I don't want to hide the fact that I, I didn't see anything wrong with it back then, you know, because yeah. I think it's, I think it's important that we, um, that we acknowledge um, maybe some of the, the misconceptions we had and, and um, kind of normalize it being uh, ignorant in a way and just kind of learning and, yeah. and growing. And I, I, I hear a hundred percent what you're saying with that, Charlie. And I, lonely admit to people when I of my past as well like I grew up in a small town in southern Minnesota and it might as well have been in South Carolina yeah uh, there's a there's a lot of the people with maybe some of the same views and mm -hmm. I admit to owning some of those same views until yeah. I was educated and yeah. enlightened I will I, say yeah I, I honestly I honestly will tell you I feel like I owe 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 I'll, uh, almost I would have I don't know if I would have gotten out of South Carolina I don't know if I like I really owe a lot to mopeds in the moped community I really believe mm -hmm. that because um, it wasn't until we got out of there and met um, new people from other areas that had different trains of thought and I I remember just being in other people's presence and just feeling embarrassed that I was so stupid you oh. know <laughs> you know no there's no it's just like just being in a vacuum it's really hard to uh get a gauge on things like you don't mm -hmm. you 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 stay indoctrinated with you know the views of the anyone around you and and stuff like that but i guess long i guess you asked about like how we formed yeah um with the small town mindset like i i wanted to shape the buzzards around basically the bare bones of what a what a motorcycle club was Mm -hmm. I wanted us to have patches because a friend of ours, uh, one of the buzzards, uh, Cody, his dad was in a, in a motorcycle club. Mm -hmm. You don't call it, you don't call <laughs> nope, it. A game. Nope. I got, I got mm -hmm. schooled one night in Mankato, uh, Minnesota with a fine gentleman of a motorcycle club. who yeah. was a one percenter and it's yeah. not a gang. Nope. But, nope. Not a gang. Not a gang. He, <laughs> He was he was in a club and um, I just remember seeing them ride and just it just felt like such strong imagery. I was really like heavy on imagery and mm -hmm. just kind of like the effects like that would have on your mentality and just like I wanted a tight knit family, you know. Mm -hmm. I wanted us to have something to, that we could be proud of. So I felt like wearing vests and being able to see your logo on the back of the person in front of you, it would just like give you something to really be proud of. And, and it would, it would make an atmosphere where somebody might see us and go, man, I want to be one of those guys. And it would help grow. You know, I was basically trying to put a turbocharger on, on the growth in the community, which is ironic because we are probably one of the smallest clubs in Moped Army and probably we started with nine members and we don't have much more than that now. <laughs> so we have some, probably one of the slowest growth rates, but I think it's because I shaped it uh, around a motorcycle club. We had a president, vice president. Um, we were starting to like fall victim to the normal trappings of drama mm -hmm. and um, people were like upset and a little spiteful over certain the way some things played out. So what well, I told myself we need, you know, we're on the verge of losing this thing. So 
I Googled a bunch of um, motorcycle club rules mm-hmm. just to, and I printed out, I'm not going to say who it was, but I printed out a motorcycle club's bylaws. And then I just cannibalized it. I took out anything that was way too serious for mopeds. Yeah, and I kept and I kept anything that I thought was, you know, um, foundationally like uh, sound. You know, that was sounded like a good idea. So yeah. I kept I printed that out. I printed out um, nine of them, um, eight pages, and I called a meeting, probably the first meeting we'd ever had, and we met at um, we met at the Mexican restaurant, and I passed them out, and I said, look. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be a club. We're going to be a club. We're going to sit. We're going to take these homes, read this over, m- make amendments in the margins yep. and we'll meet again in a week and we'll vote on, you know, these officer positions and, uh, and we'll drop what we don't like. We'll, we'll keep what we do like. And then at the end of the day, we'll have, a set of bylaws that way if anyone has a disagreement uh we don't even have to worry about what the the outcome is we have we, we've got predetermined outcomes yeah um, and that's honestly dude like i've been involved in a lot of just even nonprofits and other organizations uh, grant it's just mopeds but there needs to be some type from my experience in life in anything there needs to be some type of structure so the so you can implement growth yeah it sounds ref- like that's what you wanted to do with just so you or so you don't fizzle out and die either yeah i just and i really wanted us that was bef- that was when the i i printed out those bylaws and i said let's meet back in a week and i took that week and i drew up the the patches what you see on the back of our vests now mm-hmm. i drew that up and i was like they liked it and I was like, I drew up, I made a mock-up of the vest and Photoshop and everything. Nice. Um, there was even supposed to be like these little accolades that you could get like on the back of a college football helmet. There were mm-hmm. going to be feathers that you could oh, add to your dude. vest. You need and to you, bring those into the equation eventually, Charlie. Yeah, nobody would have any of them though. Oh. <laughs> no, I, we, there was going to be like a, you get a feather for, you know, riding your moped from one city to another. Or yeah. you get a feather for just we had the, i had these random things i was going to give out feathers as like achievements but um that's awesome but um i really feel like it it kind of steered us it tightened everything up like we mm-hmm. we went to tommy and i went to our first rally before this but our first rally after this was um nashville what was your and, first rally together uh tommy and i um went to south i think it was southbound and drowned um uh in 2010 2011 might have been 2011 but um it was a hell satan's rally okay uh, uh, in richmond uh southbound and drowned but um the night before like thursday night we um tommy we were in the drive-thru and tommy pulled out his wallet and found like a hundred dollar bill he had tucked away he didn't know he had and he looked at that's me that's a nice like, surprise yeah and he looked at me and he was like oh i found a hundred dollar bill and now you know me being me i was like well let's let's uh, let's go to richmond <laughs> <laughs> let's go to that let's go to that damn rally and so we loaded up uh our bikes and his honda civic 
in the back seat and then the trunk of his honda civic that's and, so fucking awesome dude i love i love that like and and drove to um drove to uh yeah drove to richmond but so our first rally after having the vests we showed up and there was like me calvin tommy slice i think doug was there but uh doug ended up not riding for some reason but dude we were all ripping and i would say ripping we were doing like 50 plus which was fast at the time that's still and, fast dude <laughs> and, and calvin calvin was like truly ripping like upper 50s and even like maybe i know he was doing like 60 something at one point on his uh pinto mm, but um dude, that's we were ripping bright white patches dude i and then we hit every single rally on the calendar that year. If And we were there, at least four or five of us. The, you would see me, Calvin, Tommy, at the very least. But it was normally me, Calvin, Tommy, Slice, Doug, or John. But there was at least three of us at every rally that year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Acting like, acting like noobs <laughs> with, with, with biker vests on. But... um. Yeah, that's I sort of formed it around that and around the motorcycle club. And where I think I went wrong was I wanted, you know, I was kind of like Walter from the Lebowski. I was like, am I the only one that gives a fuck about the rules anymore? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. There's a reason why I think you and I kind of get along because we're birds of the same feather. I, I <laughs> I'm a big stickler for that and I try not to show it too often, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can identify as well. Yeah. And I wanted, I just, you know, I just didn't, I wanted us to have something and I, and I just kind of like was overbearing with it. Like I can be, mm-hmm. and I'm, I've learned a lot since then and I've kind of learned to let go, um, not be so, um, controlling about things. And I feel like maybe, my outlook kind of hampered our growth early on. I know there were some, um, some of the girls that were around, I was wholeheartedly, um, interested in, like, I wanted anyone that wanted to be a part of the, the club to be a part of the club, but I was so insistent on everyone goes about it through, they go through the, you know, prospect, um, process. There was no other way in if you had to pros- prospect and, um, there were, I think Tommy's girlfriend at the time wanted to be, she showed interest, but she was not interested at all in doing and being a prospect, which at the time our prospect was Cody. And I think at one time he was cutting Calvin's grass, like, oh, you know, Calvin would wake up to the lawnmower running, but, um, yeah, they weren't interested in that and they shouldn't have been, it's not, it was unrealistic, but in my mind, at the time I was making it like, okay, we go places. We have to travel out of town. If one of us falls out, we're so, which is such a small broke group that if one of us doesn't show up with gas money, none of us are going, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have a group of people we could all rely on. And I wanted, if you went through this grueling prospect uh, process, then you would guard, you would, you know, respect and guard this, you know, club with your, you know, with your pride. And I think I turned a lot of people away because rightfully so not many people want to get crapped on for a year. Um, but, um, 
Yeah. So we've, I've relaxed that a lot we've gotten new members since then. And um, like Stefan, uh, one of our most recent additions, um, complete breath of fresh air for the buzzards, man. Mm-hmm. He, he pulled me out of mo- what I call moped depression. Yeah. You liter- were talking about him a little bit, dude. He sounds like a pretty rad guy. Yeah. He's awesome. He's, um, he's the uh, elder of the group i'll say it that way he's the oldest he's the oldest fart but um dude he doesn't like he doesn't moped like that though he Mm -hmm. builds like a moped a week he's always he's always wrenching on something he's got the energy of like someone who found mopeds you know two months ago Mm -hmm. and um he's encouraged me more he showed up at my house and was like and at, at a time where I didn't even want to walk out in my shop, like okay. I would just, I would just be like, I'd walk in there, look around and just be like, yeah, no, not today. <laughs> uh, he showed up and was like, come on, we're going to fix everything we can today. And I think we got like three bikes running. I cleaned, actually got all my tools in one place instead of laying all over the floor, yeah, cleaned yeah. the shop up to where you could walk around in it. And I'd been on a tear since, and um, yeah, Stefan's been a, and I'm glad we kind of like chilled out on the whole, he prospected, don't get me wrong, you still have to prospect, but um, um, I'm kind of glad I loosened up a little bit, because dude, Stefan, he he did his time for sure, he prospected for probably over a year, Mm -hmm. but um, there was no, you're not going to look at a, a guy who's a good bit your elder and go go fill my gas tank up you know yeah <laughs> yeah but um there was a i i had my fun i got to i got to prospect cody and eric and uh pope that way but um eric got it the worst man eric and cody got it the worst eric was such a good sport about it though eric was eric so cody was an amazing sport about it like i said Calvin would wake up to you know, hearing a lawnmower and Cody would be out there with no shirt on in his grass. <laughs> but Cody's dad was also in a club, in a real club. So okay. he he kind of knew the ins and outs of being a prospect. So you could easily go, Cody, um, you know, fill the bikes up and they would it would happen. Awesome. But um You hear Eric, that folks? We that's what no, I'm joking. No. <laughs> no, and Eric did it too because I feel I feel like he really wanted to be a part of the club and he he just understood that it was like a, a part of like you know paying your dues sort of and he respected the honestly I'll be very real with you he respected us in a time where I was like dude why do you even want to be a part of this club mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we were kind of going through a slump and yep. Eric Eric was another one of those fresh breaths of fresh air at the time and um and just seeing him want to be a part of our club so much we like kind of like brought us kind of out of a collective moped depression and that's, um that's awesome you guys allowed that um energy to pump life back into you uh, yeah me, we that makes it, me happy to hear that we were really uh resistant to it at mm-hmm. first but um not resistant but it, it it took some motivation it took some um motivation on eric's part to really like get us around but we did and um yeah, that was really see, I think it's important to talk about stuff like this because mm-hmm. you look at maybe like a I, I don't know if 
I know when I was younger, I would look at these club logos and I would see the pictures on Moped Army and maybe see their rally teaser and photos from their rally and think, holy crap, those people have got it screwed on tight. That is the sickest club ever. And you know, and like I just saw, I didn't see behind the wizard's curtain, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think kind of when I started our club and it wasn't, it wasn't like rolling along like I thought every other club was doing. I got really upset about it. So maybe other clubs that are starting can hear that it's normal to have drama and issues. And um, it's, I've always said, it's not like uh it's not, it's not what, ha it's not about the drama that happens within your club. It's how you handle it. Yep. You, you'll see other clubs that have drama and then they just, draw it out in like you know at the time on myspace or across moped army and stuff like that and but it's just like how you deal with it so we've had our fair share of uh ebb and flow up and down but um and yeah it, it sounds like you know like you're kind of saying you know be adults about it man it's just mopeds yeah yeah i mean we've been around for like um it's like 10 years now so i mean we've yeah. We've had our, our our really really like heyday years where I think we, like me and Tommy, I think I did thirteen rallies in a year. Wow, that's awesome! It was unreal. Like it was a pace that I don't think I could ever do again. <laughs> Dude, you know? I, before Rona hit, I had and I, I don't think I showed you I was there. Like there was this perfect line through the and it, it wouldn't have matched up like so I could go one 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 one. But like there was a perfect line from like St. Paul all the way to Richmond pretty much of rallies that could hit all summer. I'm like, and I was calling, I'm going to do the line this year. And like, then Rona happened. Um, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. What well, you you're think? in, you're in a, uh, I don't know, maybe I, I, I'm so geographically ignorant that when I just, when I hear Midwest, I think you have like 50 rallies within your immediate vicinity, uh, but no, not right. really. I think maybe that's like a, I, I think of the south southeast like you guys like i think you guys have all these rallies between you know all the way up into philly down to you guys like all these and all the clubs that kind of work in between there and the official and non-official clubs like i look at the east coast and same with the west coast and everybody i think maybe looks at their geographical area like looks somewhere else like oh there's tons of rallies and there are a lot of rallies like i think i hit like four or four maybe last year yeah. And that was, you know, one was just a day ride, but like, yeah, I, I hit a lot of stuff last year and that was my first rally season, if you will. And I still, and I don't know what I'm doing now, but <laughs> I did not know what I was doing for anything tuning. Like I, yeah, but like, I, and Dude. that's all so excited this coming year. Cause I got a little bit of knowledge every year. I built a little more just like it's, yourself. It's funny you say that because I got, well, I, I say, I say, I, I'm, I say I got lucky. I obsessed, like, and I obsessed an insane amount about building the Pook 15, my Maxi with the 15 Bing, mm -hmm. Pook Polini, and a, a promo circuit. Um, but I obsessed so much about building that thing, and I overtuned. It would do like 55, it ripped, but. A tune I, I still do this to this day. A tune on the air of like a like I I 
over jet a tad bit. Mm-hmm. I keep my timing. I keep my timing cold just a tad bit. Like I, I tune. I like. To, I call it a tune within like eighty percent of my potential. You know. Yeah. Because I'd rather I'd rather go two miles an hour slower and make the entire ride mm-hmm. than think, oh, I think I can down jet a little bit and get like two miles an hour up top. First of all, you're not going to get two miles an hour up top if you down jet a tad, but you probably will. You know, Icarus, you don't. You're going to fly a little too close to the sun. I've that learned extra. that lesson a few times the hard way, sir. I, I, I come up so broke that I was just scared to death that if I see something, I was it. I may not even have a moped. You know, mm-hmm. it would be months before, even longer before, I could afford to get a new Polini cylinder. Yeah. And I, I've got cheap Honda parts. Like, what's a DR kit? A hundred bucks, hundred twenty <laughs> bucks. It's like, what? A, like, you know, since I don't do some of the, you know, I don't drink, so it's like I don't spend that money at the bar, so I don't care. Like, yeah, I, I didn't spend a lot of money at the bar either. Yeah. Uh, I worked at Five Guys when I built my first bike. Well, I have and, adult money now too, so I mean, I'm <laughs> and I'm very lucky to have a skill uh, trade I'm good at. So that's also a blessing in disguise i'm not an yeah. 18 19 year old kid trying to you know barely make minimum wage trying to build a kid either yeah i'm new to adult money I'm, I'm just trying i'm trying to figure out what to do with adult money i feel like i do dumb shit like buy a derby every time i get some <laughs> little bit of cash but, um, yeah yeah i think um, i got lucky with my first bike and uh, I know people would always, I'd hear people at rallies saying, Oh, it's a uh, higher sea level. So I need to, up, I, I think I need a down jet. I'm running a little rich, dude. I took my bike to 13 rallies in a season and didn't as much change the spark plug, <laughs> you know, and it yeah. ran, it ripped everywhere. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was, I think that's a fallacy that you need to tune to your sea level or the temperature, uh, I tuned my. I think I maybe got lucky by tuning my first bike during the winter, mm-hmm. yeah. and so everything after that was just rich. Mm-hmm. But um, air's a lot thinner then. Um, and I think that fifth, like I don't know enough about the fifteen bings. I think since it's you know only a fifteen millimeter, and I think it's a little more forgiving than like oh, yeah. a VM. 20 or tm24 or 19 yeah, Bellini, yeah a 19 a, where you're turning a lot more rpms and you yeah you got a like a little more of a night 32 adjustments mm-hmm. yeah i like to call those i like to call like the at the time i had this analogy where like the phbg mm-hmm. versus uh like a shot or a bing it's like a shot a shot would be a shotgun and the phbg would be a sniper you know mm-hmm. is shotgun approach at your tune you're gonna yep. You know, and then with a PHBG, you're, you're really, you're sniping the tune. You're trying to get in like a really small, hit a small area. With my Bing, I was just like, I'm, I'm close. Yeah. Hey, I'm close enough and it's ripping. Let's keep it, let's keep it riding. Yeah. Um, so you kind of told us how the buzzards formed. Um, now let me ask you one question and you kind of described it already. Um, what, you talked about that riding in the pack. Like when was the first time you really had that feeling? Like, I can't believe I'm a part of this right now. Like just a, a, oh, a happy first, sense of belonging, if you will. Um, I mean, I've had, I think I've had that in stages mm-hmm. and it's, uh, but um, the first time I ever experienced that was when Josh showed up with a, 
my moped in the back of his truck. I was yeah. just like, Oh, it's happening. You know, and it didn't happen for years, but after that, but and then, uh, when, you know, me and Tommy rode together for the first time, I was just like, this is insane. I looked over and saw, you know, a moped that uh, beside my moped. And, mm-hmm. But I think the first like jaw dropping, like, holy cow moment was at Southbound and, uh, uh, Southbound and drowned. Um, or is it Eastbound and Drowned? I don't know. I think it was Eastbound and Drowned. Whatever. I think we're all thinking of that HBO show Eastbound and Down right now. Yeah, but so. it, it it was a play on um it was a play on that. No, not it wasn't that wasn't even around yet, but it was a play on like the song Eastbound and Down. Yeah, yeah. But um East Down and Drowned because at that Sunday they would have a river battle where you'd make these makeshift uh float like rafts mm-hmm. and try to sink and try to be the last raft standing. Um, but no one ever stuck around for it. But um, <laughs> yeah, at that rally, I remember showing up at the, you know, the Friday meetup spot. Mm-hmm. There being a handful of moped people there, but they're just being like people I had saw in like the, the, there's this really, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's infamous to me, but there's this, uh, hell satan video on youtube called um live fast ride slow is that the documentary they had no that was okay. black 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 well yeah it was a documentary yeah but it were it seemed halfway real until that kid got hit by the car at the end no 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 and you just spoiled okay. it but um that's... i'm an asshole don't listen to me <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm kidding uh that's called satan since 2003 okay um that came well after this but there was this I'll link it to you, but there's this yeah, yeah. video called um, Live Fast, Ride Slow, and it was documentary style, short video about the Hell Satans. And it wasn't mockumentary style. It was an actual, like, they were talking about, you know, uh, somebody asked, you know, King Pat, like, you know, how did you start the Moped Club? And he's like, I think, you know, I, or maybe it was Travis that was talking about it. Maybe it was Travis that was talking about it, but someone was talking about it and they were like, you know, we, we had to be a club. I got one uh, and, you know, I got a moped and then I got in trouble at school and I told my principal, you know, fuck you. I got my moped. I got my freedom, mm-hmm. you know, and he quit school or whatever. Yeah. And, and then that's like, so fucking awesome. That yeah. That was so, so fucking sick. And yeah. I, and talk then, about like, the talk about the first mic drop in mopeds, dude. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you! I got my moped. I got my freedom." Mm-hmm. And he felt like it was—I don't know if that was a true story, but it felt so real to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. and "I was like, yo, these are my people." And mm-hmm. I remember um, there's another story where uh, Chance gets his moped stolen, and he um, and he's sitting there telling the story about how his moped got stole, and. You know, he's like, every time I hear weed eater, you know, my heart breaks a little bit. And I was like, oh, man, dude, I feel that so hard right now. <laughs> you know, but I remember, like, I anytime I was trying to get a friend excited about mopeds in my area, I would show them that video. I would show them the gender bender video, um, the Creatures uh, Rally teaser. I would show them... Um, there was a handful of videos I went to, but that was one of them. And I'd, sh- I'd watched that video so many times when I first saw King Pat and Chance mm-hmm. and Travis, I was like, I was like, man, dude, there they are right there, Tommy. Don't look, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chance right there. Yeah, <laughs> That's, that's King Pat. 
I still, to this day, and you can ask Becca, I like, I would be in Philly a couple years ago and saw chance. And I was still felt like I'd met a famous, like a, a famous person. I fan out when I see chance. Well, see, I, I'm going to expose some of my fanboy ism. Like I, the way I heard about you was we we're sitting at the Cardinal. It was, it's a bar in Minneapolis. It was after a, a Thursday night ride. And I was, you know, it was a long, it was actual long ride. You know, Shane Johnson put it on. It was a great ride. And Jake Kane and I think Andrew, both casseroles, Jake was talking about some buzzers who um, had electric starts on their tumbles. I'm like, that is the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. He goes, yeah, I think it was Tommy Buzzard and uh, Calvin, maybe. Like, I just remember hearing the name Tommy Buzzard. I'm like, I fucking have to meet that guy someday. Just because, like, I never thought it was, like, I, it never occurred to me. Like, the electric start on a moped. I'm like, yeah, um, damn genius. Like, so only, I mean, Tommy and I, people assume that our bikes are uh, like identical, mm-hmm. but they They're weren't. Not, but yeah. We had the exact same seat, we had similar sissy bars. Uh, backrests and we had um extremely similar handlebars basically the same handlebars mm-hmm. um but and they were both black tomoses but apart like apart from that uh Tom, and i think we both yeah we were both stock cylinder but tommy had a different pipe than me and uh he had a i was running uh I think I was running a Shaw and he was running like a 17 PHVA, mm-hmm. uh, but whatever. Um, I was the only one with the, the electric start. And okay. uh, Tommy was, you know, my motor I always ran like this. I bought this bike from a friend of mine. It was like a 2006 Tomos and it never been kitted. It was the st- same stock cylinder with a, no, I had a 17 PHVA on it with a MLM intake. And I, um, and a aerosol pipe, but, um, I, I was, I didn't so much as change my oil before the pinball. I didn't look at the clutches. I didn't even put a new spark plug in it. And all I did was make it comfortable to sit on. I was like, it runs. I'm not going to mess with it. I was completely ignorant to what I was about to do, but I was like, Tommy's over there doing like rebuilding his motor, swapping out because this was a kickstart and to be um, compliant with the rules, he had to swap pedals into it. And he's doing all this work in the shop and I'm in there with him. So I'm like, I've got this uh, electric start stuff laying around. Let me see if I could swap it on here. And then I was like, welded up a battery rack on the back and Mm -hmm. I had this um, uh, alarm system that I had won in a swoops raffle and I was just tinkering. I was so bored with my bike that while he was making his bike roadworthy, I was <laughs> making it less roadworthy by like adding a spaghetti nest of wires that were all hidden inside of a saddlebag. And um, I had ended up making it, it had an alarm on it where you could with a key fob and you could yep. set the alarm with the key fob. You could start the bike with the key fob. So, uh, um, yeah, now there was, I was, I thought like, what, what more of a, you know, of a flex is it that you, you, uh, not only do you have like a recliner that goes down the road, it has a fucking alarm on it, mm-hmm. you know, 
And it, it shit out like maybe three days into the five day ride. I had a USB charger under the seat. I, dude, I thought this thing was, I, I didn't have, I didn't break down one time. Yeah, yeah. Tommy will, Tommy will say I broke down, but my chain jumped off. Oh, okay. Because so. I was doing donuts in the rain <laughs> at, at one of the stops and my chain jumped off. But, oh. um, but we had, we had the least problems out of anybody and came dead last. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well like, we had this, um, Island of Misfit Toy Syndrome. It was, uh, where if we, uh, passed by somebody who was broken down, uh, originally we did circles around them because the joke was we're buzzards. If we see somebody broken down, <laughs> we'll do circles around the dead thing and then leave. Yeah. But we stopped and did circles around the first person that was broken down, which was like Sammy and Joe Pegg from Portland. And, um, we didn't have, they were like completely fucked. So we didn't have the heart to leave. So we stayed in, um, I, I ended up towing him with paracord. I bought for no reason because I was bored. Because um, <laughs> why work on your bike? Just go yeah, buy shit you don't. Yeah, I went to Walmart and bought frog togs and a, and a paracord. <laughs> both came in handy. But uh, we ended up t- towing him to, um, towing him to uh, this rednecks, garage he's this this dude pulled over in a pickup truck and was like hey uh i got a house around right up the road uh and uh y'all just throw that bike in the back of the truck and i'll take you up there and i got every tool you could ever want i was like first of all this is how people get murdered yeah i've seen this it's either starts out as a murder scene or a porn scene i don't know what way it's dark (laughs) it's already 10 o'clock at night okay we're going murder yeah we're going you're dying yep yeah and the dude's like like so that's not the route anybody wants to go so we're trying to fix it in this guy's headlights and they have the entire top end off the bike they're trying to sand the seat sand the seas out pick the rings out of the piston and um we finally were like no this isn't going to happen here no so i tied i braided the paracord into like a thicker rope thicker Mm -hmm. shorter rope and uh joe held onto that and i tied it to the back of my rack and i pulled him quote unquote right up the road (laughs) <laughs> which ended up being like three miles up the road and another I was gonna say was it like a 15 to 20 minute moped ride oh probably it felt longer than that because i was towing a, a, yeah. a bike but um I, it was like three miles up the road towing this bike and uh, with my stock tomos with already clapped out clutches because i didn't touch my bike before the the pinball like an idiot mm-hmm. and i t- so i tow him up the road and then it was about a mile down this dirt road that looked like it got bombed in iraq like it Jesus was the yeah. it was a horrible dirt road and there was like bumps the whole time and my clutches are going <laughs> every time i hit a bump we yeah. finally make it to this guy's house and he's got this gigantic like he opens the doors on this gigantic shed and it's like, oh, every tool known to man. It's awesome. like a, he's got like NASCAR posters all over the wall. He's of the nicest he guy. Yeah. And he was like, he offered to like siphon the gas out of his four wheeler so we could have gas to make it the rest of the way. At this That's point, awesome. it's like 12 at night and we still have, we still probably have like 40 or 50 miles to go. What state is this in? Do you remember? 
dude i don't even have a clue um yeah it's it's um, i get it, it's a long ride i i, get I could it. i could lie to you but it was it wasn't no. long after it was the first day so it was after it was between minneapolis and wherever the next place was mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember yeah um so let me ask you about that ron was that how did you guys get down it was down to louisiana like was it county roads or you weren't on interstate like i know oh yes we were you were on interstate oh yeah we weren't supposed to be no but um so right out of minneapolis like uh i love the cast rollers this is no slight against them but i was very grumpy with them at the beginning of the pinball and this is probably no doubt no this is probably a mix of my um i called it being ornery during the pinball but um um probably a little bit of a mix of being grumpy from being on a bike uh but dude when we got it was a torrential downpour we all camped at a park in tents in this torrential downpour my bike fell over in the rain but and this is all before the we even get to the start and then this park is like a 30 i could be embellishing they're probably listening to this dude it was like five minutes from town but this bike, this this bike, this park felt like it was a thirty-minute ride from the starting line. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I don't want to ride thirty minutes to a starting line. I'm about to ride three hundred miles. Mm-hmm. I want to camp at the starting line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but um, and then we got led out of town. Like they wanted to, they wanted it to be ceremonial. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. But in our heads, we were like, dude, get the. We want to get the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah. It was. It was at this point. It was for me and Tommy. It was still a race. Yeah, but uh, little did we know. But um, they kind of let us out of town in a way that we had to backtrack to hit back roads. Oh, okay. We hit. We all were at a gas station. We looked at each other, and everyone's like, "We're going to backtrack, I guess, and get the because the rules were you you can't get on highways." And me and mm-hmm. Tommy looked at each other and were like, "All right, we're going to take this highway up to the next exit and then hit the back roads." And we ended up staying on the highway, <laughs> just. Just me and Tommy and well, no, Pat Norris was Pat Norris and um, so it was me, Tommy, Pat Norris, and um, um, freak dude, uh, Jordan, um, swoop, and um, I think we finally get on. No, 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 I'm lying. No, I'm not lying. I'm getting well, mixed dude, up. You told me about this torrential downpour and you said it was a few years back and like I'm getting it mixed up, dude. This is a long time ago. I think I remember that weekend. I think like you were telling me and I and I put together when the pinball was because I'm halfway good at numbers. Like that was bad. Like we lost power yeah, in part it, of the cities because of well, we were at a, we were camping at a park, so yeah. I, we don't I don't know about power, but yeah, it, yeah. it it was pretty it was pretty heavy. Yeah. I I just remember no, I guess the first day we got a little bit out of town and Jordan's back wheel like comes off, oh, comes no. out, comes out like, like it somehow slips out of the, um, they had, he had this aftermarket MLM swing arm okay. uh, and it was horrible, but it slipped out of that swing arm and, um, somehow, and he got mangled up and almost died. Oh god! And so we're sitting there trying to fix it. And Pat Norris, you know, being competing in the first pinball he was like we gotta go we gotta go and he was like all right guys uh i'm gonna ride you guys good okay cool yeah 
fuck yeah. you guys, I'm gone. Uh, Pat never said that, but that was what he was thinking. Yeah. But like, um, he got so frustrated, actually, with the fact that, I, you know, we had started this trend of helping anyone who was broken down. <laughs> and, like, by the by the third day, he pulled me to the side. He was like, uh, Charlie, listen, man, it's like uh, – you're going to kill yourself if you keep stopping and helping all these people, man. Uh, shit's not good. It's a race. Uh, <laughs> you know? And I gave him a hard time. I gave him like a, a, pass, uh, a passive-aggressive hard time in the beginning. Like, <laughs> Dude, you just kind of like just left us and we're trying to fix Jordan's bike and you just dipped down. He's like, yeah, man, it's like my bike. It only, it's like Pony, man. The way it's running right now is... Like she's a she's a horse and she doesn't want to gallop. She wants to run. <laughs> That's so fucking awesome. We still say that to each other right now. Like to this day, we're like, dude, it's like, was something wrong with your bike? Like, uh, why didn't you slow down back there? He's like, man, she just wants to run, man. <laughs> That's that, that that makes me smile. Um, but yeah, we took we took the interstate a lot. Um, I, I remember like. The entirety of an entire state, like it may have been Missouri or something. Uh, one of those states, the entire state, we were on the, me and Tommy mm-hmm. and Jordan on the interstate just by ourselves. Just, That's got to be lonely and long and long. And uh, long. It wasn't Especially lonely because you, like, you have 18 wheelers blowing you off the yeah. road. Yeah, dude. Going through southern Minnesota, through Iowa, like on 35, on a freaking moped. Oh, God. Dude, it's just like like soybeans, corn. Soybeans, corn. Yep. Welcome to where I grew up. That's exactly what I saw, dude. Like, yeah. Dude, we went down this one road, and there was a prison on this road, and I think it was in Mississippi. Um, It was in the Delta or something like that. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I'm so bad with that. But it warned us. It said, no gas for 80 miles. Oh, wow. And then at some point, um, we had gas cans. So, But at some point, we started passing these signs on this road, this little two-lane road. Nothing is on this road for miles. Mm-hmm. And then it's the sign said, penitentiary, do not stop. Oh, yeah. That's always fun when you see those. Even if you're not on a moped, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'd never seen that sign before in my life. I was like, this is a fucking thing. Like, yeah. I can't stop right now. What if I break down like under penalty of law, do not stop. Like, because I guess, I guess in a car, if you pretend to be broken down or whatever, you could be waiting for like an escape prisoner or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, Mm -hmm. but we ended up stopping and uh, like refilling our gas tanks because it was like a 80 mile straight road with no stops on it. And um, I think peeing in a cornfield, I tried to eat a, a, a ear of raw corn. How was that? Um, that probably tasted terrible, didn't it? I've maybe been drunkenly eating raw corn out of Oh, dude, it like was that. it wasn't good. I, in my no. brain, I thought it was going to be like freaking awesome. Nope, nope, terrible. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: You talked about the pinball, and that's something that's on my bucket list, if you will. I've, I'm going to do that one year. Um, uh, I think um, me and Stefan and Tommy are talking about doing it this year the I, yeah that's awesome it's in, se- it's in september this yep. is a really uh, i dude i take you on tangents no uh, dude, so, i love tangents i love talking so you keep on rolling but um so we uh, uh a short tangent we were talking about doing it and this is a really accept uh, 
uh, accessible one because like the one Tommy and I did, it was, that was five days. This is only six days. And it's like, it starts, it's like a uh, Friday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you can take one week off work. Unlike the other ones, you'd have to take like multiple weeks off work. And mm-hmm. dude, that's not real for a lot of people. That's just exactly. not accessible. So this is, if, if anyone can do this one, this is the one to do. You can only take one week. You only have to take one week off work. It's only six days. It's a thousand miles. So they're short days. Mm-hmm. And um, this is going to be a fun one, I think. I I would like to, but I kind of burnt up a lot of vacation going out to the East Coast and just, yeah. I'm Too, too soon, Junior. Too soon. Oh, dude, don't ever say, too, I'll... <laughs> dude i get myself in over my head all the time that's most of my life and then i figure it's like out, a, like oh that's the fast and the furious quote <laughs> yes yes it, jesse hits the not nitrous too early yeah too yep. soon junior <laughs> um so let me ask you this what i know you're to me you're a seasoned vet you think you haven't been in that long you said only 10 years whatever um What's your favorite rally? Like there, and I've come to understand there, you can find favorite moments in any rally you go to, Mm -hmm. but like overall experience, what's like, you look back and like, that was fucking rad. So what was my, my favorite rally of all time? Or like my favorite, like repeating rally to go to any, either or dealer's option. Oh, okay. Uh, I think, I don't know. This is kind of like a cheater, but I think our, the, the best rally that I've ever been to was um, the Creatures Rally. Uh, Tommy and uh, Becca and I went out. We flew to California mm-hmm. and stayed with Creature Ryan for a whole week in the in, in the mission. And he gave us he gave me and Tommy derbies to ride and gave Becca like this sick motorbicane. Mm-hmm. And then she that she rip that until it broke and um and because all of his bikes ripped all of his bikes were like fast and um and then he gave her another fast bike of a mat like a fully kitted mini rotor gill a magnum and um but yeah he that was our favorite rally because uh we got to spend a week in our first to ever time out west we got to spend a whole week there on mopeds yeah no didn't have to pay anything for you know room or board and just being able to see you know the full house house and chill in that park with maitland ride over the golden gate bridge through the hills like it felt like you always in a like you know when you see those scenes in a movie back before drones that you knew a helicopter shot that Mm -hmm. you felt like you were in that helicopter going over these hills like looking out looking off this cliff over the ocean on a, on a moped, mm-hmm. like going through these little hills. Uh, and we going through these huge hills through these little ocean towns where they're like plugging their nose and covering their ears. But um, now I think you've sold everybody on getting out West to a rally out there now. Cause like, you have to. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, again, it's, I, I, it's weird. I was having this conversation. Maybe it was with you or Batty or something like that, but like, for me, I've been out to the West Coast a couple, three, four times, mm-hmm. and dry, and I've driven it. Um, it oh, seems fly. like it's it, yeah, it's it seems like it's easier for me to get to the East Coast versus the West Coast for some reason. Like, yeah, I see the East Coast is more accessible for a lot of like people on this side of the 
Like if you're in the middle, it's easier yep. to get here than the West. And you have more encouragement to get here than the West because there's more of a condensed moped uh, population. So mm-hmm. it's like, it makes more sense. You get more bang for your buck coming to the East, I think. But yeah. I mean, the West is in our brain. When I grew, I came up the West was where it was at. Mm-hmm. That's where the mega clubs were that had like 30 members and shit mm-hmm. like that. But um, no, that was our, that was my, all-time favorite rally just because that sunday ride over the bridge through those hills yeah. uh was insane uh, dude there's just their their friday night ride was like it was a it was in it was i rem, i've never been on a moped ride where i got like three quarters of the way through it and go dude i'm fucking i'm done like i i want this to be over <laughs> it was a blood it was like a blood sport i'd watch like three people four people eat shit oh. i saw a guy wreck his bike while pushing it. <laughs> he was How like, the hell was does like, that happen? Because there's insane hills in San Francisco, and he was pushing it as fast as he could, trying to get it started downhill. And oh, you know how yeah. like you run as fast as you can, and you <laughs> outrun your you outrun your feet. Like yep. he did that with his moped in his hands, and he kind oh, of no. like high. He somehow got speed wobble while running running <laughs> beside his bike, and. I, and high sided over the bike and scorpion tail, like oh, right Jesus. in front of me. And I'd watched uh, Raniel slide somebody's, like he was, he had got a loner because he's with Swoop. He flew out there. He slid a loner bike under a car. Ooh. Like it's, they, br- they break short or something. I don't know, but they slid up under a car. And then the whole ride was just so reckless. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Ryan leading the ride on this, like, derby powered and a greeny dirt bike that no one's ever seen before awesome thing and he's just ripping not he's you know you know you're leading a ride you look back we got everybody uh okay cool uh and then you know then you go no he's ripping lane splitting with like a hundred people behind him and it's like keep it's like keep up or die (laughs) and it literally felt like a blood sport it's like somebody broke down it's like i'm so sorry uh 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 I love you. <laughs> but bye. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I stop, I'm dead too. So uh, I got like three quarters of the way through it. My muscles were tired. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Too. I was like, but um, yeah, that was, a, that was an amazing experience. Okay. You brought it up. What's your favorite recurring rally then to go to? Oh, it doesn't happen anymore. But it was it's a tie between the White Line Riders rallies mm-hmm. and Inverness. Inverness was my favorite recurring rally. But now it has to be the Swoops. Um, the Swoops is the longest going reoccurring rally that we go to every single year. Hands down, break down or die or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, you know, the spinoff of it is. But yeah, the Swoops every year. It's always a good time. They somehow they put together an amazing rally every year so if you have to hit one rally no matter what uh, we we never miss the qcb rally Mm -hmm. never miss swoops um you're there no matter what that's the one rally you'll see the buzzers at the two rallies that you'll see the buzzers at awesome and qcb throws qcb throws a hell of a rally too but they only do every two years swoops does every year so okay they, they edge out that makes me kind of wonder, you know, a lot of clubs had that kind of unspoken or spoken agreement like you do this year, we'll do that year, and a lot of clubs that had to cancel this year. Like, I'm wondering 
I, I'm still going to be positive and things are going to get back to semi-normal next year. I wonder, I'm kind of wondering what that rally calendar is going to look like. So um, there's um, Blake from the swoops, and I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but nothing set in stone, but Blake from the swoops and Eric from the QCB and I have um, been talking about like somehow throwing together like a South mega rally kind of pull our efforts all, all the all the money that we would have put into our rallies this year let's just kind of all pull our efforts and make like this crazy huge like killer time so hopefully when we can do mopeds again maybe we'll all pull our efforts and do like a a, a southern mega rally dude i'm down you know me i don't give a fuck i'll, I'll throw i'll throw a bike in the forester and we'll go yeah. just with this just between the the three clubs together that's a killer time you know even yeah, if yeah. no one else shows up i know i met blake he was a super nice guy in tampa so that'd be awesome to see those guys and i yeah yeah those um, guys are rad yeah yeah so um let me well we'll kind of start to wrap it up a little bit like what's your average week of mopeding like these days now oh dude um uh i i got so many you saw the my shop i got so many bikes yeah, yeah. it's going on um dude honestly throughout the week uh, i may not even get in the shop mm-hmm. um if uh, there's something that i'm like feverishly working on i'll i'll go out there every night but um average week of mopeding is just like maybe the week we're weekend warriors now we work all okay. day it's hot so yeah. we'll um maybe we'll ride to work but me and tommy live like 15 miles from work one way mm-hmm. 20 miles for tommy probably so it'd, it'd be like a 30 mile round trip and you, you don't you don't want to risk not making it to work yeah but um we're basically get up on the weekends wrench probably kick it to a somewhere to eat mm-hmm. get back you know tommy says help me tune this and i'll say help me weld that and i'll just you know uh, Becca will be like Becca's building. Um, she got a her unicorn, a white derby, mm-hmm. uh, white that derby variant. Clean. I, Start. I really liked it. Yeah. It will be clean. It it, it it's a um, it's not the cleanest bike, but it, like it's it's a really nice example of a, of a derby variant. Start. Like mm-hmm. she's wanted a white derby, so she got a white derby. Yeah. We got like a collection of of derbies now <laughs> yeah 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 i got a, that dirt dude i'm still amazed with that um derby box you got like i think that's that's how you pronounce it correct box yeah yeah it's just a box b-o-x yeah, they call dude, it a box because there's room under the seat uh for to put things like you can put a full a helmet under this boy the bad boy it surprised me dude uh, it's not anything really special either it's just a flat read with a aeros with the aerosol 47 a 19 millimeter car you know two pedal reads nothing mm-hmm. special i think uh the secret sauce is the pipe and mm-hmm. um really getting your weights light mm-hmm. getting the stiffest clutch springs you can possibly find and um uh, i like to keep my power band like really high in the rpms and make your bike scream and it, yep i got it geared to shit too <laughs> a 17 2 yeah, yeah, you and I definitely. It doesn't pull like it's. It doesn't pull like it's geared out though. 
No, but like it, that thing, like it was lit. I thought maybe I was imagining, but like I felt it lift in the front tire. It does. Yeah, yeah dude, it, that thing. Like I said, it's. I, I'm still a Honda guy, but dude, it, like. I'm not tooting my own horn, but I'm gonna bust some heads when we can ride mopeds again. Yeah. I, I like, see. I, I talk a big game, but I've already. T- I took it to. I took it to this uh, up to hang out with Charlotte, uh, QCB. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm dude, I'm gonna rip some faces off, <laughs> and um, I seized it in like three miles. Oh, <laughs> dude, I there took goes it all your eighty percent theory again. But you know what I did? I took it all over town here. I, I like literally held it for like three miles, wide open throttle. My temps were low. I was helping Tommy tune his bike uh, the night before his Tomos. He put a gill on his Tomos, mm-hmm. and. Um, when we filled up with gas, I forgot to put oil in my gas. Oh shit! It's the first time I'd ever done it. Oh, I had, shit. I drained the gas and it was just white. It was just clear gas. Did you just kind of? Did your heart kind of sink when you saw that? Like, I felt great after that because it was like, okay, it wasn't the tune. <laughs> you know? I was like, okay, so, you know, I think I took it like oddly well. Like I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll bounce back. I've got adult money now, so you don't have to panic. <laughs> you don't that fight or flight didn't kick in. I was like, okay, we'll get them next time. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, oh, I put dude. it back. I seized it again after I built it. Somehow, I don't know what I did. Uh, and um, I brought it back home. I took that same cylinder that I that I locked up, mm-hmm. took it apart, picked the rings out, I sandpapered the shit out of everything, put it back together, and that's what it is now. I, I ride it all over town. Yeah. Rip the shit out of it. I'm still doing upper 60s, like 67, 68. I, I'm afraid to really, like, really rip it past that now because I'd rather ride it than than seize it. Well, I got a confession to make. The reason I brought that one bike with some of those parts on there, and like, I didn't want to, but I will admit that I fucked up big time before I came down. I was trying to put a new Molossi kit in. First time I've ever put a Molossi kit on a bike and like drs they pretty much idiot proof everything for you they got a window in the piston for the exhaust i mean it's oh, they're, idiot they're amazing yeah, yeah they're great but the molasses don't do that and it was <laughs> late at night i put it together i chamfered everything i um put the piston backwards i've I done that the, before I, I put the arrow up and i wrote it this was like three days before i left and hard seized it dude so it ran like, yeah <laughs> no. so yeah that was that was the reason and i i got got a new pit i got i got a new piston rings honed everything out another thing i'll send you a screenshot like i did the fastest i've ever done documented on mopeds today so hey there you go yeah yeah that made me happy yeah, yeah um, i thought your bike was keeping up with my slicks which i thought i used to think was a fast bike well, and i was like sitting there thinking because you're like oh my, my bike i'm a forewarn you it only goes 45 maybe 50 and i was like thinking okay i'll pull the stock derby out and because it goes 45 50 and we'll just kick mm-hmm. it and then it didn't have pegs on it didn't have pedals on it mm-hmm. and so i was like okay i guess i'll take my you know the the fast bike quote unquote and you're like right there beside me the whole time and i was like it's not you're doing more than 45 or 50 dude well i always feel like because i'm off on an island of myself st paul and like i get in with some like i haven't rode in a group a lot like maybe twice this year and that's it and like one of them i broke down yeah and if you ride a if you ride a lot around cars yeah Yeah. and if you 
and riding around cars will make you feel slow. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go, oh man, my bike, you know, 45, 50, this thing is a little sluggish. And then you get around other mopeders, like at a rally or something like that, and you're ripping doors off and you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. You did talk me into that one-way bearing I put on my daily rider. I've got right. another one coming. Love it. I won't go dude, back now. Yeah, dude, I don't yeah. know. It's, it was a stupid thing. Like, I just got – I got – You felt um, the difference? Stubborn about – oh, yeah, dude. Like With no clutch shoe, no starter shoes. Yeah, yeah, dude. You're like, no-brainer. Why do I do it to everything. I put a one-way bearing one way bearing in everything. If yeah, I could dude. put a one-way bearing in my van, I would do it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it's pretty rad, dude. Like I'm, I'm putting one-way. Uh, Stefan even put a one-way bearing in a Peugeot flywheel. Oh, really? That's yeah, hey, dude. One-way bearing the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, dude. Thank you for. Um, I think. I think we're it's gonna, over. Well, we can keep going, dude. Whatever dude, you want to. Whatever Joe you Rog- want to talk about. Joe Rogan. Take- Joe Rogan format. How many hours has it been? It's only been an hour and a half. Oh, dude. See, we got another hour and a half to go. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can wrap that up. I got to uh, pee real bad. Exactly. And I didn't want to keep you uh, too late on a work night. Um, I got to thank you and Becca again for, you know, allowing me to come and stay in your home last week. No, and- dude, like I told you, man, you did us a favor because no one comes here. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Queen City Barons, if you're listening... That is a shot at you because you don't – we come hang out with you, and you don't come here. And I'm putting it out in the world. I'm oh, guilt-tripping you. <laughs> well, oh, it's yeah, a whoop. rad town. I had a lot of fun ripping around and seeing May Young and Moolah's grave, dude. That was yes. like my wrestling heart kind of wept a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is fucking rad. I love it when uh, wrestling fans come come to visit, which, you know, the only other one was been Conan. <laughs> because because Q- QCB never comes to visit us. Yeah, um, sounds about right. Pew pew, shots fired. But um, I love it when people who are I, like appreciate wrestling and I like, dude, I got a treat for you because I mean it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, dude, it's like you never. I'm really weird about seeing people's graves, just because like all the people who've died and passed in my life, I'm just weird about it. But like I'll always be yeah. respectful, like when people want to take me to a cemetery, like. The two, and maybe because I didn't know anybody in these cemeteries, like when Thomas took me around uh, Richmond and showed yeah, me yeah. the Hollywood Cemetery and the Black Cemetery, like which yeah, is, yeah. Black Cemetery is just fucked up, but that's nor here nor there. But like, I mean, it's it's impressive to like um, just ex- uh, I don't know if impressive is the right word, but it's um, you feel the history in those places, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and it kind of gives exactly. you it's like it's like a weird uh, form of like uh, perspective, maybe yeah and, and i don't know it's nicer i mean it's cool to see that stuff and reflect on it mm-hmm. but uh yeah there is no history in this one it was just the only history was uh mula and may young yeah yeah and then i kind of broke i when i kind of figured out that the mcmahon's probably paid for those um burial plots because <laughs> i'm like you see how it says like why why else yeah but whatever, yeah, it, I, it never, it never, it never registered to me that like he kind of smeared his dick on those on that yeah. too. Like, like it had to say WWE in both of them. Yeah, like, uh, it never meant he turned that into an advertisement. Like, mm-hmm. damn you. Yeah, but I mean, it's still very impressive. Um, yeah, but no, like chicken, I was saying, and the Chicken Shack, that little place we went was. You're right, dude. That's like probably top four chicken places I've ever had. And good three chicken. Of them, three of them are in the south. Like, I'll say that. Like, Minnesota, oh. we can do some damn good chicken up here, too, yeah. though. I'll, I'll, I'll represent Dude. on that. 
South is where fried chicken is is the best in the world. But uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a chicken connoisseur, and that is the best uh, top one or it's in the top three in town. But I think that's the best chicken in town. But um, like anyway, like I was saying, you're doing us a favor because we really like to have like it's just a treat for us is just as much as it was for you so we enjoyed it yeah and like i say to pretty much all my guests all my guests like if you ever find your way in minnesota you got a place to stay always um i've even got bikes running again now so (laughs) yeah yeah all right yeah we'll get up that way for sure yeah dude um no dude thank you so much for coming on the pod and anybody else you want to give a little holler to throw some shots at or anything else yeah all the buzzards you know um uh, i want to give a shout out to uh, qcb for never visiting uh you know ryan ashley eric matt st john who's never ever came here to visit um uh blake um uh theron who's down in florida now but he never visited either so um yeah, just all those guys who never uh, come from Charlotte. It's only like, you know, an hour away too. So Conan comes like an hour and a half yeah. all the time. And uh, they never do, but I shout out to them for that. Conan. I didn't get to see Conan while I was down. Next time, next, I think that's going to be a 4th of July excursion for me. You can, I, take or leave, Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Conan's always been rad to me. We can bullshit no, I, wrestling and Tomo. Yeah, no, he, he's cool, dude. yeah, yeah um but yeah no, he, say, he does come and visit though that's what i like about him is he'll come and visit unlike the queen city barons yeah. they don't you know yeah so smog is representing a little bit better than the queen city barons it sounds like i'm just putting that out there <laughs> yeah it's an interesting juxtaposition uh you know coming to visit and not coming to visit <laughs> <laughs> right on right on my guy yeah. um why don't you hang off for a second and i just want to say to everybody um thanks again for listening to the podcast if you ever want to get a hold of me i'm easy to find on facebook um second chance a moped podcast we are a group and a page so if i double add you that is why also i want to say um if you've got any recommendations for guests or topics you want to talk about um email me at second chance moped at gmail.com again second chance moped at gmail.com we're on the gram at Second Chance Pod, I believe. I don't even know my own shit. I'm a terrible host. But once again, thank you very much. And don't forget Charlie Buzzard. Mopeds are dumb. Yeah, uh, uh, and don't forget about mopeds. <laughs> <laughs>